Hello and welcome back to another episode of Anytown USA. We're your hosts. I'm Vernon. I'm Dave. And I'm Brendan. <laughs> and uh, we, we've got to find a new intro song. This one is, uh, da, da, this is stock. Very stock. <laughs> Super stock. <laughs> we're going to have to find one that uh, better, uh, better encompasses what we're trying to do here. Something yeah. that better embodies that. It's like an 88 Yugo. So stock. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we should be uh, be talking about sports or something. That's a very I, sport sports stock sportsing stock. stock. Well, super stock that it's was a race sportsing car stock. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Well, not race cars. This is like we should be talking about baseball or, or something like hey, that. Hey, it's Football in season. Or, yeah. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about walkability. We're going to be talking about walkability on the local level, the regional level. Um, believe it or not. There is a walkability on the national level. Um, probably not going to be talking about that too much. Uh, it's a very, very spe- <laughs> special circumstance, but certainly on the local level. Um, we all have uh, very strong ideas about what walkability is, what it means to us, how, how it has impacted many of the decisions we have made, and why you should care about it. So a lot of that is important about where you're going, where, where, what, what you want to do within your area, the walkability of whether you're going to a local park, your local library, your village hall for a meeting perhaps. Yeah, what, what amenities you're looking to avail yourself of. Right. Any of those, those governmental or civil, civic type entities or then obviously things like stores and restaurants, shops, things that you some people might not want to drive their car to a lot of times their local store is all they need and they don't they they can't even a lot of times seniors or something like that they might just want to walk up and get a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk and walk home and for them that's a big deal and they don't they can feel a sense of independence and not rely on neighbors or relatives to come and help them with that so that certainly is going to come in when you're talking about the the business mix in an area it's certainly going to come in uh, when when you're looking at co-locating um, businesses and services that support each other. Um, a great example is having a, a a sporting goods store next to a sporting complex. Um, sure. And in various types of fast food places or or healthy food options around places like that, there is some synergy synergy that you get. By by optimally locating um, and taking advantage of not just community walkability but area walkability, so that if you park at say a sporting complex or a sporting goods store, how far is it to actually a similar a synergistic resource? Well, sure. there's that too, but also I I think it can even be on a much simpler level than that is walkability is kind of um, a barrier to entry. If you, in some cases, a place that isn't walkable, you obviously have to have a car or and or a driver's license to go anywhere, to do literally anything. So e- even beyond anything, walkability is just point A to point B without having to rely on a vehicle or any kind of alternate form of transportation. You can just walk there or ride a bicycle there or whatever you choose to do without having to get into a car. 
which I, I think <clears throat> is, is something that, that really does not get enough discussion in, in general. I remember when I first moved to this community that I'm in right now, I was uh, very dis- discouraged by some of the social media discussions I, I saw. Um, by the way, Brendan and I, and I know we, we got this all out. I thought we had edited this all out in the, in the pilot episode, but Brendan and I are are admins of a social media group that, that focuses specifically on the town. That a we're town in. page. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I wasn't, we weren't always admins of it. It was kind of given to us after it had already established itself. But I, one of the things that I saw as a, it was a recurring theme and it was very discouraging was all of these people who would say how long they've been a part of the community and how discouraging it was to see it going downhill and re- remembering the time where you could walk down the street and everybody was sitting on their front porch and everybody knew each other's names and it was a beautiful, wonderful utopia and now we don't have any of that and everything is sad. And Well, I, that, that's also... Oh, are you going to do it? I, I, I'm, I'm going to do... We have sound effects here. Oh, <laughs> it's episode one. There you there go. We go. All right. Um, I, I also think some of that, and I, I think people don't realize it, is you're all the, these people are also looking through the lens of nostalgia too. That's right. The nostalgic right. lens. Everything is always better. Yes. And you know, it's it's never you know uh, about Reality anything based. bad. No, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it's. Based on something, those it memories are, are there, and and they're they're beautiful when they're retold like that. And certainly, what they describe is exactly what I wanted to experience in the community that I'm in currently. And uh, the one thing that was always a sticking point for me was after after being in the community and, and walking around with my family. In the evenings, I noticed that nobody was sitting on their front porch. I, I actually found out where a couple of these people lived. Um, not creepily or anything. <laughs> I'd see them. Oh, sure. like <laughs> I've seen your face somewhere. Like, oh, yeah, you're that guy. And uh, so they, they'd, they'd post about not, uh, you know, the community isn't what it was. It, was, it isn't what it was. Nobody sits on their front porch. And then I'd see these people in their car driving two blocks Two blocks to Starbucks. Um, complete. I mean, if ever there's an epitome of modern life, it's people driving two blocks to go to a Starbucks. Yeah, that's that's what that's the the serial killer of our local communities: cars and oh, I'm not going to say chain <laughs> cars establishments. And, and establishments. Yeah, you're uh, you're cutting out all of your personal interaction. To go to a place where you're not going to be building your community. So going through a drive through neighborhood dies twice. And driving yeah. away. That's it. Yeah. So um, I made a very conscious decision at that point that if I could walk somewhere, I would. And my family hasn't always been very excited about this because <laughs> especially if you have a, a bunch of kids, which I do. I have many, many 37 children. <laughs> well, not quite that many. I, I appreciate you <laughs> sticking with prime numbers there, but <laughs> um, 37 is a prime number. I know. That's why I appreciate like, you okay, sticking good. with prime numbers. Yes. I love prime numbers. They're the best. But um, 
sometimes my my wife has a hard time with it because she grew up in with the prime numbers. Uh, prime numbers do freak her out. Okay. Kind of. I don't know how we ended up together because I love. <laughs> well, them. you're a big fan of prime rate. numbers. <laughs> as but we digress, she gave totally came from a different neighborhood. Yes. So um, she grew up in a in a rural community. Um, you had to drive anywhere exactly right to get off of your farm the, the <laughs> land you had to drive three miles you, or you more had to, drive. You, to walk off of your land was was quite an endeavor right it was you might walk 10 miles just to get off your property <laughs> something like that right yeah so um walking even though you'd think that uh, someone from a rural community would be more into walking but because there is nowhere to walk to that's not necessarily true right oh. uh, i'm sure it's true in some some cases but not necessarily so um certainly the walkability became a big issue for us when we first moved into this area we're two blocks away from the school and that wasn't that big of a deal because we weren't sure if we were going to be homeschooling our kids sending them to public school or sending them to a private school and really if we sent them to anything but the public school we would walkability would not be an issue because private school driving it far because it's farther away and exactly, not exactly not going anywhere planned to be close to whereas right. public school is uh, for the most part again not not always but it, it should be closer certainly than most private schools i would say this town is and pretty well planned for that though they, you know it really is they've got a lot a of small you know areas they, they for, certainly did a very good job yeah. of, of locating that i don't really know anyone in this town who must drive to their school, uh, especially at the grade school level. Well, you don't live on my side of town. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. And, and, Hold and, on. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> to give everybody an idea of uh, of what I go through, we live in the same town. Yes. We all live in different school districts, true. all of us. And what's really weird about where I live is it's, it's a consolidated school district with another town. All of the right. schools are in the other town. You're in that corner. Yeah. And what's crazy is within, I'm right on the border. If I cross my street, I'm in a different school district. If I walk a block the other way, I'm in a different school district. Here's the crazy thing. I have a school that if I look out my back window, I can see it from my back window, and my kids can't go to Your school. Your kids wouldn't there. go to that school. And there's another school that is within walking distance of me that I can hear the school bell ring. And your kids wouldn't go to that school either. And my kids wouldn't go there either. And it, it's a whole, I'm not even going to get into it right now. It just doesn't matter. But it's just one of those things where that's where they dropped the ball years ago. And I don't know how they land. The way it happened was there was supposed to be a school in the area, there was a school. And then they somebody had, closed that school and they and had to they, move it over. Well, no, they did. They they closed it and turned it into a park building because right. that they they didn't have the enrollment. Pretty sure I know exactly yes. which park building that yes. is. It's, it's the, right across the parking lot from where I'm usually the yes. At election any rate, judge. So yes. Um. So there's that, but for the most part, grade schools are, with the exception of where I'm at. Grade schools are within walking distance. They're well located with, otherwise. <laughs> having to cross a busy four or six lane highway. That's right. Right. That is one of the so, things they yes. use for boundaries. I, I think that one one thing that frequently gets overlooked is is how many different layers there are um, to what, what a lot of people take for granted. Um, I, I think some of the key elements in in a thriving 
um, walkable town. Walkable town is, uh, so cars are going to come into it. The big box retailers are going to come into it. And uh, the the mix of local stores, strip malls, and uh, larger strip malls um, with anchor tenants and all that. And, and, and where this all interplays together <coughs> is the big box stores are unattainable. Even if you could walk to Walmart, typically people walking or people going to a store like that are, are going to buy more than what you could easily, easily walk oh, yeah. with. Right? You're not going to Sam's Club walking. Yeah, <laughs> or no, Target. Even or, if you right. lived across the street, you're not going to walk no. to Sam's Club or, or any of the big... Uh, any any big box stores, right? Not to mention the fact that just the the parking lot alone is probably bigger a, than the store, a farther a, a longer distance than what you'd want to. Right, just to, walking to home have. through the parking lot would exactly. be like this Even sucks. Technically, one block away. Right, there's no buildings between you and it. Um, so certainly in a walkable community, you don't need a store that that's that's that big because. You're not going to be saving up your your excursions into one giant one to get everything. You can walk to uh, store A and B and C and get what you need from there, and not necessarily all in one trip. And as you're doing that, ideally, you're going to be interacting with different sets of people. And um, you, even if they're not your, your best buds or anything like that, that's another connection that you're having to the community. That's another face that you're seeing. Sometimes you have to see the same people 20 or 30 times um, before you feel comfortable enough with them to to talk to them, to, to have some sort of human interaction with them. Right, and what, what I would say is one of the things that probably sort of killed a lot of walkability for a lot of towns was the predecessor of even like what we consider, you know, supermarkets was just the old supermarkets, a national or something where people would just go to one store and do that one stop shopping where previous to that, you would go to the meat market, you go to the produce yeah. market, you'd go to the fish market. Those were all separate places that you would go and you walk to them. They had that little, little cart that on wheels, you know, two wheels and a metal thing. And I think we should silence our cell phones. Someone should. <laughs> that's me. And that's well, you. That's definitely you because mine's silenced. <laughs> and I'm just, no one cares about me. Yeah, so nobody calls Dave. No so one's it's calling okay. me. So, so I, I think that's one of those things that um, really changed the scope of how people did that because they, they did need a car then because they'd say, well, I'm not just going for meat and coming home and going for produce and coming home. I'm going to do all of that at once and I'm going to have five bags of food and there's no way I can take that one little cart. Right. And do that. And so even though what we consider supermarkets, like in their initial incarnation, were so much smaller, you know, they're like a storefront for us now. We're like, oh, that's like 2,000 square feet. That was a game changer back then, but it literally was a game changer for how walkability was was done compared to, I think, because that, that led to the bigger boxes. Like, oh, this is successful. If I only had another 1,000 feet, look what I could put in here. Right, and, and then the limitation was no longer, yeah, you've got all this stuff, but they're not going to be able to take this home with them. And as as the ability to do that increased, mm -hmm. so then was how big they were able to get. And um, you know, they Well, in a suburban sprawl, there was more space available for those other. things. Well, I think part of it, too, is 
what you guys are describing, like what Dave described with the meat market, the produce market, all the other stuff, you're describing major cities in the early 20th century. Right. The rise of the suburb was the suburbs was they built highways to get you in and out of the city. People had cars. And what was in between the highways and the cities? Yeah. Suburbs. So, so then the suburbs got built. So then they started saying, okay, well, now we can build, well, people have cars. Let's build this 50,000 square foot store. You know. Right. Malls. You know. Malls, I mean, too. The, the, the spread of malls from the 50s to the 60s um, and just how they extrapolated. And and it's, I find, well, again, this is probably a whole other topic, but it does go into walkability. Malls are one of those, and again, I mean, malls are dying and are, I, I'd ex- say, yeah, I'd endangered say species. If, if not our children, our grandchildren will look back and go, what were they doing with this stuff? But at any rate, malls are, to me, are one of those weird conundrums of urban sprawl and walkability all into one because you park your car, you go to the mall, you walk from one end to the other, you go to 1,500 different stores. Obviously, I'm kidding, but... You know, you could, in theory, go into a mall, go shoe shopping, toy shop. You could do all your Christmas shopping there, walking, and then out to your car, load it up, and go home. And it's one of those, it, it sounds great when you say it like that. The theory, the concept the theory of it is, is fantastic, fantastic, right. But in practice, it I mean, malls are dying, literally dying. People don't want to shop like that anymore. Well, I think it's one of those things that kind of... <laughs> matured itself into extinction, um, especially when you've got the online retailers who then the ultimate convenience of, I mean, think about the convenience of leaving your home, going into a climate-controlled box, listening to your favorite podcast, which probably is going to be Anytown USA. Uh, go to your, <laughs> your, big, your big box store, get all the stuff you need, get back into the climate-controlled box, listen to the next episode of Anytown USA, come home and you're done or you just never have to leave your house at all either way whether you're you're doing um long trips out in your your vehicle to a large big box store or you're having an online retailer send everything to your door the things you're not doing is walking around you're not interacting with people in your community you're not you're not doing you're not familiarizing yourself with what happens in your town when I think it's very interesting when, when the pandemic hit, the first couple of weeks moderating the group changed so much because all of a sudden people were saying, people who are now at home who aren't normally home during the day are saying, hey guys, uh, there's this creepy white van that's driving around. I don't know what's happening. I think you get a lot I more of those posts. Well, got so many. Remember that? Yeah, Brendan, and it, it's it was, funny too went because up to the roof, and it's because. That truck lives there. Right. And, and no one else was, was used to seeing it. Right. The, the <laughs> and now they're home. Guy, the electrician who, who drives that. that goes that to. He's got to work. So he goes truck, to work in his truck. Coming home for more supplies. Right. Of his day. Maybe lunch. Or, crazy. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. I'll tell you what. My, my wife worked part time to begin with two or three days a week. And then when the pandemic hit, she lost her job. And uh, she would. You know, be I I was still going to work, and she texts me and go, "Hey, uh, you, you know, similar stuff to that. Like, hey, there's this weird, you know, van, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> this car yeah, is driving up and down that yeah. block. 
And then and then it's funny too, like where where now she's like like the UPS man pulls up and she goes, Oh, that's oh it's Phil today. Okay. Like <laughs> now yeah. she's so used to seeing Phil that and, she knows and, it's and there's, Phil. There's a there's a I'll I'll just this is just a quick story that just kind of ties in with that that's kind of funny is there's this lady that parks in front of our house every weekday. She drives this little Hyundai and she gets out and then she walks away and we're like, where does she go? Well, <laughs> the other day I was home. I had a day off work and we're eating breakfast and we see her get out of her car and she's like, I'm going to look. And we're looking and we live on a corner. She walks to the next block and we look and she goes to the side door of a house, knocks on the door and gets let in. And I went, Oh, that makes so much sense. She goes, what, is she a nanny? I said, no. No. The lady who lives in that house is an attorney who works from home. She's probably her assistant. She doesn't want to park in front of the house because it's a busy street and doesn't want to get her mirror knocked off. So she parks in front of my house and walks. And it's So just, not as creepy as you'd hope. Not, not creepy at all, but it's it's one of those things where you're like, like, she's like, why is she parking? Like, it doesn't matter, but we see her walking away and then goes out of sight. It's not I'll, like... I'll be honest, that's not what I... That's not what I... Was I was right. I, no, I, I was thinking... We were all thinking something else. Someone's being discreet. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's what I thought, but no, it, it... And we actually have no proof that's still not the case, but, to be honest. Well, <laughs> well the, the interesting part about it is... Because we're terrible uh, people, but... The interesting part about it, though, is uh, I thought about that, but literally she gets there at about 10 to 8. And is out of there by about ten after five. So she's you know it's, good it's, to have a, a schedule. It's, it's a nine to five job. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So the thing I would say, like, because you touched on the pandemic and how your your hits on certain things went up, I remember somebody. I had two thoughts. One one is though somebody we all know there's a, a local grocery store that was closed and then torn down, and there were people like popping up going, "Hey, when did they tear that place down?" I'm like, right, "That's been that, torn down for like four months." Right, this is nothing new. This is literally you haven't left your home in five months. That's the secret. They didn't just tear it down <laughs> last week. It's been gone since over this over the winter. Welcome back out to the world. The other thing I would say is directly feeding to what you guys were saying about your, your the site, the page is. I think it was on your page. It was one of those, it was a post of somebody doing like a fake newscast and they were naming all the things like someone's van turned around in a parking, in, a, in yeah. someone's driveway and everyone freaked out. And now we go, and there was like a bunch of things like that that are so common. And then we were all like, well, that's because every town has the same issue, which I think also ties back into this podcast. Any town, so many towns have the same yeah, issues. And that was movies. something that was funny about that post was like, we all thought that, you know, all the things that happened on our page are like, can you believe the idiots in this town? Right. And then I've it turns had, out those idiots are in everywhere. every town. I had that, that exact same feeling when, when I saw some of the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the nonsense that happens in some of the groups and thinking like, darn it, what, what's what wrong kind of, with our town? And then I, one of my friends who, who is in, a Facebook group for one of the more affluent towns in our area. Uh, probably people on average earning three or four times the, uh, the, uh, what people in my town earn. And you're rolling in it. So, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just as bad, if not worse. It's well, right. Because they probably have more people sitting around at home and looking and out their the, windows the with nothing else to do. Right. Too. Exactly. There's a car that's American-made driving down my block. I can't believe this. 
We've got to move. This town's going to garbage. I, I, will, I will say one of my favorite uh, spoof posts that I've ever seen, and I don't think it's that much of a spoof. It's probably talk, someone talking from personal experience. They said, today I turned around in someone's driveway, and now I'm wanted in three neighborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I've been posted about. That's true. My so, wife saw our car on the neighborhood watch. That, that's one of those things. If, 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 if folks are being intentional about walking their community, if they're in a community that is walkable, right, then that all changes. Another thing that changes is uh, we, from where I live, if I, if I were to tell my children to go to the park, there's a park that... Two blocks away. Yeah, and, and I would feel comfortable sending any of my kids there. Um, and then a, a, a park that's a little bit farther there than, than that that I would feel comfortable sending my older kids to just because of how far away it's it is. a little while, yeah. Um, but when you think about the, the people in the subdivisions and a lot of the, the cul-de-sac communities, they don't always have that specific amenity. No. Uh, a park or just a, a, a green space for the children to play in. Um, for example... Uh, my brother-in-law lives on a horseshoe-type street, mm-hmm. so it obviously starts and ends on the same busy road, and that is literally the entire neighborhood, and the road has no sidewalks, is a busy road, so if their kids want to go anywhere, they're not going anywhere <laughs> unless somebody's driving them there, and that, to me, and they even now, as the kids are getting older, are like, why did we move here? This sucks. Yeah. I, and I think that's another thing that we, 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 we've not discussed is sidewalks, walkable communities. It helps sidewalks if you have a place to actually walk. A lot. Right. Um, or with that, though, we are getting, we're, we're past our target uh, length. We're, we're trying to make these episodes 25 minutes long. Okay. We're a little bit past that right now, which is fine uh, for this episode, but. Uh, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Yes. Well, sure. Maybe. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> no, there's no post. There's no fixing. Well, Not we'll today. We'll, we'll get we'll get tighter up on I, this kind of stuff. And we'll be uh, all right. Yeah. Anyone who's listening to us for 25 minutes is not going to turn us off at 26. <laughs> no. You, you if you've gotten this far, you're clearly somebody that knows us or is related. But I, I think that there's still a lot more to discuss on this. I think there's some uh, very particular mechanics that, that we're going to get into. And this walkability thing, it, it factors into so, so many different aspects of life in the community, not the least of which is uh, how elections are done, how easy it is to yeah, get to uh, your place of voting place, place yeah. to vote, how easy it is to knock on someone's door to get uh, signatures, petition, the existence of election petitions on their own. Those are all things that we're going to want to uh, address in, in a much more uh, thorough way in, yeah. in future episodes. So um, with that, I think we're going to, and this episode, thank you for joining us on this episode of uh, Anytown USA. And we Anytown you, uh, USA. Oh, no, oh, not God. that jingle. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, oh. Get a better one. <laughs> All right, we're going to go and, and play a music outro now so that everyone knows that it's time. We're going to have to, like, buy a studio or something. Huh? You have to buy a studio space.